I'm Natalie. And I'm Paul. Welcome to God Hates Fang's True Blood Podcast. Well, the wait is over. We hope you enjoyed our special vampire podcast that we did during the season hiatus. And uh, this week is back to business. Oh and yes, we're yes. back to business. Yes. Uh, this week we're going to be discussing season four, episode one of True Blood. And that is titled, She's Not There. Um, yeah, okay. So we just crack straight in. Straight in with a recap. With a recap. So, picking up right after season three left off, uh, Suki is teleported to Fairyland by Claudine. Uh, Suki berates Claudine for being such a lame fairy godmother. Yeah, couldn't you have <laughs> saved all those other times? Come on, Claudine, get your act together. Um, she bumps into Barry, the telepath uh, bellboy from season two, um, and, and he has some hunky male model for a fairy god- godmother. <laughs> yeah, I think Barry and Suki just should swap fairy godmothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it looks uh, it looks like all the humans there are devouring some magical light fruit like it's chocolate covered crack. Yes, and, um, <laughs> and then Suki spies um, a grandfather, uh, John Fogerty. I'm <laughs> um, sorry, no, a grandfather Earl, um, who is played by Gary Cole, who's quite a famous actor, I believe. Um, he's, he's he's only been he thinks he's only been there a few hours though, but uh, twenty years has passed, so. Suki uh, tells him that Gran passed peacefully, uh, neglecting to mention that she was stabbed 20 times by a serial killer. <laughs> uh, Suki is uneasy about the whole fairy deal, and uh, she, she sends Granddaddy Earl some mind bullets, telling him it's a trap! Um, but unfortunately, she forgets that everybody else is a telepath, and everybody can hear her loud and clear. Um, and this is when Queen Mab shows up, and she's, and she's pretty pissed off that... Uh, that Suki allowed Bill to travel into the fairy plane by drinking her blood. Uh, by the way, Queen Mab is also the name of the fairy queen that's mentioned in Shakespeare and in other 17th century literature. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that the fairies are harvesting all their human fairy hybrids uh, because of the security breach. Uh, Mab tries to force Suki to eat the fruit. Um, so basically, Suki unleashes her, her flaming fists of fury and she throws Mab across the room. Uh, suddenly Fairyland turns into Mordor mm. and uh, all the fairies turn into weird goblin things. Yeah, that was... Orcs. Mm, orcs, <laughs> yes. Um, and then Suki and Earl are then led to safety by Claudine's twin brother, Claude. Who's Charlie's junkie brother from Lost. Yes, he was, yes. Yep. Uh, also, yeah, he he looked different to Claude. Obviously he had the prosthetics on, but Claude in the books is kind of like big and muscly with really long black hair. And... Um, and he's, re- he's really gay and really vain and like, oh, really bitchy. I was going to say, so he looks like Glenn Danzig. Yeah, he looks like Glenn Danzig, but gay. Oh. And a fairy. <laughs> uh, and then there's a big epic fairy fireball battle, which yeah. is good to see that the fairies can... Do you think Suki's going to be able to do that soon? That was awesome, wasn't it? Suki's got to learn that, hasn't she? She's got to be able to fling the, fu- the fireballs. Flinging the, the blue light fireballs <laughs> stuff, yeah. Um, but, but Suki and Earl um, jump into a big void... And they, they, they emerge back in the cemetery. Um, because Earl ate the light fruit, he dies immediately. Oh, very sad, very sad. Not, not, obviously, he, he had enough time to, to pass on a watch oh, yeah, for, yeah. for Jason and, and to tell Suki that he, he, he loved her. And and for Suki to do some weird crying faces. Yeah. That she and, does. And, and I noticed he had a nice ring on his finger. I thought he was going to pass I it over. That. I thought, why are you leaving the ring on, dude? And then, and then, it, and then has he vanished? Everything vanished. Yeah, so. why do his clothes and things vanish as well? I thought that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, we won't question it. It's not to see, not to see a family. Yeah. Uh, well done um, to Suka's gran, because yeah. <laughs> Grandpa Earl was quite handsome. Yeah. Uh, anyway, as soon as Suka returns, uh, we see Bill and Eric awake. Hmm. 
uh, fans have been asking why it is that they sleep in clothes, the vampires. Actually, yeah, that's a, yeah, cause they're cool, aren't they? Because they're cool. Because they look cool when they get up. <laughs> I think it's because they don't sweat, so they don't need to wear pyjamas. Ah, so they don't perspire, so they don't make the clothes smell? Yeah, that's my theory. Mm, I like it. Um, yeah, Suki returns to her house and finds that it's been completely remodelled and all the main ad shit is gone. Oh. Thank God. <laughs> Pam yeah. will be so disappointed. Um, the, the builders don't have a clue who she is and call the cops. Oh. Then... <laughs> Officer Jason Stackhouse turns up. <laughs> Prompting Suki to ask why he's dressed as a cop. Um, uh, he explains that more than a year has passed and everyone assumed that she was killed by a vampire. Either by Bill or the crazy tall one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, was it funny that by this point Jason still doesn't know who Eric is? <laughs> that, yeah, that is odd, isn't it? <laughs> but then I suppose they don't have much interaction, do they? Oh um, yeah, and is it going to be Halloween soon then? Yeah, because what's the date? Is it like the 25th of... 21st, October or something. 21st October? I think there was a casting call for Halloween extras. Ah. People in Halloween costumes. So yeah, Halloween special. So a bit of Halloween in episode two, maybe? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, he tells Suki that he was so upset that she'd gone that he sold her house. Yeah, he really? said... Really? <laughs> he said he was so upset because he, he, he kind of had lots of lingering memories of all the always you know loved relations that, that should be living there and, and none of them were so he kind of felt that it was too hard to keep the house and I mean if someone's vanished for a year then obviously <laughs> and they, they're so into the vampire thing kind yeah. Of, yeah I suppose so uh, then an, an emotional Bill shows up and he realises that Sookie must have been with Claudine yeah um, he understands that only a short time has passed for her as the same thing happened to him when he visited Fairyland. I think he was there for like a minute and it seemed like half a day had passed, didn't it? Yes. Uh, yes. Then Eric turns up too and tells Suki that he didn't give up hope on her when everyone else did. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we know where we know where Eric's going with this, don't we? <laughs> yes. So Bill commands him to go and uh, surprisingly, Eric does as he's told. Yes. Hmm, why could that be? <laughs> and, then, and then we get a, a seriously pissed off Andy Bell Fleur. He arrives... Um, and he's he, not. No, he's not, he's not too happy, especially especially as he had to um, drag the lake for Suki when she was in fact perfectly fine. Uh, Billy's gleeful that Suki's arrival proves that he didn't kill her, and uh, he covers for her, telling Andy that she was on a very secret vampire mission, <laughs> and he offers to repay the costs of the search as soon as Andy issues a statement clearing his name. Suki's surprised when Bill tells her that he'll just leave her be. Yeah, she's like, uh, uh, oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought she was going to be all stalkerish. I think I was quite surprised by that as well. But... <laughs> Obviously, he's had time to get over her. Hmm. <laughs> well, to some extent, we'll see. Um, so, Brother Jason is furious that Andy is using V, um, as, as many of us, um, many fans speculated he would. Yeah, because as we saw at the end of season three, he was uh, kind of looking... At this bag of V, and you could see he was—he had his broken arm, and he was thinking, "This could fix it." <laughs> and I think it did fix it. Yeah. Um, so okay. So meanwhile, um, Lafayette, who is now looking like Mr. T. Yeah, a lot of people don't like this new haircut, but I think it looks <laughs> looks cool. It's yeah, a bitching haircut. Yeah, I, I thought it looked quite suave. <laughs> yeah. Um, him and Jesus go to a Wiccan coven. Uh, Holly, um, who works at Malots, she's also a member. And there's a, a nice young lady with spectacles called Katerina. She's mm. there too. And, and they are led by a sinister middle-aged lady named Marnie. Aunt Petunia from Harry Potter. Aunt Petunia. Uh, Lafayette is seriously freaks out, though, when Marnie channels dead vampire Eddie. 
Oh yeah, this, that's weird because in the books it's very specifically says that the vampires can't become ghosts because there's something uh, when a vampire dies in a later book and they say, oh no, vampires don't become ghosts, only humans. So obviously they've changed that, which was good. I liked seeing a bit of Eddie again, even for yeah. a split second. <laughs> what did Eddie say? Um, did... Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, something about sharing... We used to share a bottle of something together. Uh, bottle of Melot. Bottle of... Melo? I don't know. Bottle of Melo. I'm not big on alcohol. No. But, but he got his message across. Yeah. And, and yeah. Lafayette <laughs> seemed quite shocked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, at Andy and Arlene's... Um, sorry, Terry and Arlene's place, uh, Arlene is concerned when baby Mikey de- <laughs> decapitates a bunch of Barbie dolls. Uh, Terry tries to reassure her, but Arlene is convinced that there is something evil about the kid. Uh, well, given the fact that his dad was Renee, the serial killer, we can, we can understand her. Also, that the baby was conceived when they was doing all the weird orgy shit. I suppose. Yes. All the black eyed loving. Yeah. Yeah. So we can understand her feelings, can't we? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know at this point if the baby is weird or not, or if it's just Arlene's imagination. Well, we shall see. We shall see. We shall see. So, okay, so meanwhile, in New Orleans, um, we discover that Tara has empowered herself by becoming a cage fighter. Yeah, good move. And she's now in a lesbian relationship with a lovely Asian fighter named Naomi. And uh, what a beautiful couple they make. Oh, love, oh definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, a drunk, a drunk um, offers them money to eat each other out. Um, mm. But Tara shows how much she's grown up as a person by speaking reasonably to him instead of beating him up. Kind of surprised, <laughs> yeah, more... Yeah, we're starting to see how everyone's changed in the last year. Um, yeah, it's, it's good to see Tara... It's good to see Tara not snivelling and whining and getting chained to chairs and stuff and generally being a victim. It's nice to see her... It's nice to see her happy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've seen her happy before in, in, in the seasons, but... When um, was that? <laughs> well, it lasted for about a, a two weeks, didn't it? And then, oh, yeah, she shagged eggs. She was happy yeah, then. And, yeah. And Since then, then, it's not been not so, been so good for so her. So it's nice to see a, a, a smiling Tara. Yes. Okay, so um, now, um, Hoyt. Uh, Hoyt is annoyed that uh, Jessica refuses to cook for him. Yeah, as in the books, uh, the vampires are disgusted by human food. Uh, Jessica loses her temper and serves him a dozen raw eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Which he eats. Which he eats to much disgust. <laughs> Kudos to um, Jim Parrick for doing that scene, because I did look like he was really eating the raw eggs. <laughs> uh, Jessica then mentions that if Hoyt's mother wasn't a better aim, she'd be a pile of goon now. Um, that's a, that's a, probably a reference to Maxine buying a gun at the end of season three. Yeah, so I think that's gonna we're gonna see that scene at some point, maybe. We'll see a little flashback, a flashback of, to of what occurred with the the gun. Yeah, I yeah. hope so. Uh, at Fantasia, Nan Flanagan looks on as Pam is interviewed about human vampire relations. Uh, Pam struggles to come across as warm and friendly. Uh, so uh, Eric Eric steps in and gives a stirring speech about how vampires are as different from one another as humans are. And, um, yeah, good speech. Yeah, good speech. And also, given a good speech, uh, we see Bill, um, at the same time, uh, in politician mode. Mm. And he's opened up an old folks' home that he has funded and named after his late wife, Caroline. He thanks Andy's sister, Portia Bellefleur, and gives her a flirtatious wink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get in there, Bill. Yeah, we know where this is going. <laughs> uh, Suki goes to Malotte's, uh, where she gets lots of hugs for not being dead. Uh, she asked Lafayette to tell Tara that she's that she's home and Lafayette explains that Tara's moved away um, and also Sam is pissed at her for not telling anyone where she was 
which yeah. is yeah, quite understandable, isn't it, really? Yeah, Sam's probably still carrying a torch for her as well, I think. And she tells Sam that he's still quite prickly. Prickly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus drops by to the bar to ask Lafayette to come to the coven again that night, and Lafayette reluctantly agrees. Then Andy shows up on a come down, and he aggressively tries to get some V from Lafayette. Um, saying basically that he needs some to to try and get a well, <laughs> <laughs> some sort of as a lure for yeah. something for an investigation. Yeah, some bad excuse really. We, we all yeah, saw through that excuse. Obviously tweaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jason arrives and drags Andy away, and uh, it's an interesting role reversal here. Now we see that Jason has become the, the level-headed one, and Andy is the irrational, addicted one. Yeah, I, I like I like Andy. I like Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he swapped um, he swapped the alcohol addiction for the, the V addiction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Maxine Fortenbury also arrives at Malotte's for uh, her dose of biscuits and gravy. What is biscuits and gravy? I, I'd like biscuits to know. are like scones. We had some listeners email us about this before. Biscuits it's the same, biscuits. Biscuits are like scones. I, th- I assume it's the same. They're same. like scones. Scones with gravy? But, with gra- but the gravy they have in America is different, isn't it? Isn't it white? I don't know. Or do they have different types of gravy? Please someone email us about gravy. Biscuits and gravy. We're confused. <laughs> uh, and Tommy turns up with Maxine as well, you know, what the hell moment. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it turns out that uh, that Sam shot Tommy in the leg. Oh. <laughs> and has since been paying for Tommy's phys- physical therapy, as well as going to anger management class. Good move, Sam. Good move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it seems that Maxine has taken Tommy in as a surrogate son <laughs> after <laughs> yeah. losing Hoyt to Jessica. Um, and, and Tommy is faking being a good Christian boy. Yeah, and he's got a nice quiff to show what a good boy he is. Yeah, now. that's it. <laughs> yeah. I'm nice now. I've got a quiff. I'm a good boy. Uh, so back in uh, New Orleans, uh, Tara and Naomi are getting jiggy in bed uh, when Tara receives Lafayette's text message about Suki's arrival. Uh, Tara lies to Naomi, telling her that her grandmother died. Um, but she's not sure about returning home. Oh, I think she will. Oh, I think she will. <laughs> I hope too. she brings a girlfriend with her. <laughs> I think she will. Uh, back at Malot, Suki meets up with her new lawyer, Portia Belfleur. Hmm. Suki wants to buy her house back, but Portia tells her that it was sold to an overseas company with the initials AIK. Hmm. And she's uh, struggling to get hold of anyone at the company. It's all very seedy and sinister. Also, Suki reads Portia's mind and finds that she feels sorry for Bill. Um, and also that Bill never mentioned Suki to Portia, which is kind of strange, maybe? Yeah. Or not? <laughs> I suppose but maybe he's trying to get in there and doesn't want to mention his ex-girlfriend. Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, in the books, Suki really dislikes Portia, by the way, and uh, she's really jealous of her involvement with Bill. So uh, Portia's a big character in the books, is she? Oh yeah, she's in, yeah. She, I think from book two onwards, she's in the books. Yeah, I won't say what happens with her and Bill. <laughs> okay, so Hoyt and Jessica um, on a on a on a date night out, I believe they call it. Yeah. Um, he takes her to Fantasia uh, to try and cheer her up. Um, Jessica is starving and flirts with a young fangbanger. Oh, Jessica, you bad girl! She rushes to the ladies' room to cool down, and Pam follows her. Auntie Pam tells Jessica that she is a hunter and needn't feel ashamed of her urge to feed. Uh, but Jessica's insulted and tells Pam that she's in a monogamous, monogamous relationship with Hoyt now. Pam just laughs at the absurdity of a vampire and a human being together. Aww. Aww. <laughs> it's all going wrong for Hoyt and Jessica. No one's happy for long in, in Bon Ton, are they? <laughs> no, I thought they'd be a, a, a perfect couple, really, but... 
the strains are strains are starting to show maybe yes <laughs> um, we learn that Sam's anger management group is in fact a shapeshifter gang and they have nice little tea parties together <laughs> um, yeah nice little tea parties and, and Sam he seems very happy in their company um, they discuss uh, that they all have anger issues uh, probably caused by the fact that they are supernatural beings yeah so that's kind of interesting and, and as you do they all strip off shift into horses and they go for a nice little canter. <laughs> How fun did that look? <laughs> that looks awesome. <laughs> I think if I, if I was a shapeshift, I think turn into a horse, go yeah. for a run, awesome. Why didn't they turn into bears and go and climb some trees as bears? <laughs> Maybe that's another night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's horse night. Uh, so Jason goes to visit the freaks at Hotshot. Uh, <sighs> okay. <laughs> All right then, we'll, we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. I it thought, uh, yeah. It seems that he's been looking after them for the past year since Crystal and her brother-husband Felton ran off together. <laughs> brother-husband. <laughs> uh, one inbred kid named Timbo, good name, uh, he lures Jason to the chest freezer. And then an unseen assailant in a, I believe it was an Iron Maiden t-shirt, <laughs> um, gives him a whack on the head and locks him in the, in the refrigerator. So we don't know who locked Jason in, but we like them already because they've got a Maiden t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a Maiden t-shirt. <laughs> it probably was. You're pretty good with your maiden knowledge, aren't you? It probably was maiden. <laughs> okay, so back at the coven. Um, Marnie, Marnie starts a spell to ease her dead parrot's journey to the afterlife. However, she appears to become possessed and starts chanting in Latin. I think the, it was Latin. Uh, the other witches are, are quite alarmed, um, but they go along with it. <laughs> um, and then when, when Lafayette does uh, join hands with the rest of the circle, there is a huge rush of energy... And the bird suddenly comes back to life, but dies again when the circle breaks. Nevertheless, Marnie is delighted with the spell's success. Yes. <laughs> and that was yeah, that was great. That was great sound editing. On yeah, the, there was some some weird kind of like low low fire, low frequency noises and yeah, yeah no, that was cool. Yeah, no, that was. I'm, good. I'm glad that the witch stuff isn't lame. Because when I heard the when obviously yes. I knew from the books that it was going to be witches this season, I thought, oh, please don't the witches be shit. But no, they're, they're called the witches. So far, so good, aren't they? Yeah. Well, so far, so good. One episode in. And so but... far, so wacky. Okay, we see uh, Katerina, the, the witch, approaching um, a beautiful mansion surrounded by armed guards. Uh, she is admitted and learns, and we learn that she's in fact a spy working for the new king of Louisiana, who is Bill. Bill. <laughs> Bill is now king. How's that happen? Bill is king. <laughs> king Bill. Yeah. Um, uh, fans have been some well, some fans have been critical about this. They say, "Oh, that's unbelievable! Who would, he's too young to be king?" Mm. But obviously, there's more to this. Oh yes, there's got to be. And also, I, I think we've seen the, uh, another king and queen, and they were both like psychos. So I think maybe Bill's more level-headed. So it makes sense in that respect to have him be king and not a nutter. Good king Bill, as opposed to mad king everybody else. Yeah. Or Mad Queen. Mad Queen. Sophie Ann. Yes. <laughs> He's probably better with the budget than Sophie Ann. Okay, so now, now we now we flip to uh, Sookie and we see her getting out of the shower. Which, you know, that's always a good thing to see. Um. <coughs> she flings off her dressing gown and is alarmed when he is caught by Eric. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Eric. <laughs> Eric tells her that he can now come and go as he pleases, as he was the one who bought her house. I don't know if this is a coincidence or not, but AIK, the name of Eric's company, is uh, the name of a Swedish football team who are rivals to Hammersby, the team that Alexander Skarsgård supports. Mm. I don't know if that's a coincidence, if they just chose the initials randomly. 
Are you okay then? Yeah. Can you, can you have any ideas what the initials could stand for? Or is... Um... <laughs> nah, it's just... <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. Uh, anyway, Eric bears his fangs and tells Suki that now he owns her house, he owns her too. Well... And that is our cliffhanger. Hey, sorry, I, I just thought it's funny that it's funny that Eric's team that he does support is um, uh, Hammersby. That's the team that Eric supports. That's the team it? that Skarsgård supports. Yes. Whereas um, Stephen Moyer. Steve, yeah, Stephen Moyer. He supports the, the the best football team in the world, uh, which is called West Ham United, and their nickname is Hammers. Yeah, Hammers, Hammersby. Yeah. So, so Eric and Eric and Bill are, are, are soccer buddies. <laughs> Obviously, Hammersby's the Swedish. Yeah. West Ham. Yes, but yes. Uh, so, um, what, what do we think? What, what, do we like the flash forward to a year later? Yeah, that worked good. Uh, that's been needed, hasn't it? Because if it had just carried on straight after, there'd have been too much. To... If, everyone would have a nervous breakdown. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it was nice to see everyone looking refreshed. Yeah, everyone's house looks nice now. Everyone's good now. If everything can now become fucked up all over again, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to start afresh to, to get it wrong again. Yeah, and we've and they've had a year's worth of character development without actually having to see all that character development, haven't but, they? Yeah, but you, you do feel like it's a fresh start. Yeah, it's like it's, it's rebooted everything. <coughs> and also, all the main kind of fan criticisms have now been addressed. Like Tara, Tara's personality was something that fans really hated, so they've they've sorted that out. Do we ever? Do we ever hate Tara? Yeah. Yes, of course we did. <laughs> I like her again now. And, and uh, Hotshot, we've seen a twist on Hotshot now, haven't we? Yeah. And um, um, Fairyland? Fairyland, it was, yeah, because Fairyland, I thought... That was a huge criticism, wasn't I it? I thought that sounded really lame. <laughs> yeah, everyone said it looks like a tampon commercial. And now it doesn't, it looks all sinister. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, these internet people, they're, they're quite critical, aren't they? And, um, yeah, Sam, be- Sam being a douchebag, he's, Sam's all nice again. And Bill being all lovesick, he's all he's got it together. He's and he's not all powerless against the other vampires anymore. And kind of being a pawn, he's, he's top dog again. But on, on a on a on a downside, we, we missed Arlene and Terry's wedding. I know. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to see oh, that. that. I want a flashback. That would have been the that would have been the <laughs> wedding of the year, surely. Oh, I, I hope Arlene wore leopard skin. <laughs> leopard skin wedding dress. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, let's um let's move on to the music. Okay. Music. <laughs> Thank you for the live jingle. Yeah, live jingle. It's all about live jingles for season four. <laughs> okay, so um, our first song, a really, really cool song, Real Wild Child by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Excellent band. And that was when Tara was fighting in the cage at the lesbian bar. Yeah, yeah. Great, great scenes, great songs. Um... Next up, uh, a song called Better Get On um, by Danny Wilde. Um, and this is while Suki is back at Malotte's talking with Arlene and Lafayette. And we have a song called Calling the Shots by Mississippi Mike Wolf uh, when Maxine enters Malotte's. Mississippi Mike Wolf. That's, that's a great a, name. That's a fantastic <laughs> name. Uh, and then we have a song called What Do You Want... Uh, sorry, What Do You Do To Me? Uh, which is uh, Black Rock featuring Billy Dance, Jim Jones and Nicole Ray. Um, and this is while Tara and Naomi are wrestling it out in bed. A song called Jews by El Camino, when Portia and Suki are talking at Malotte's. Um, a song called Excess, which was remixed by Schneider of Ramstein. Ramstein! Ramstein! <laughs> Excellent band. Um, artist um, Slick Idiot. 
Um, and the scene was uh, Jessica dancing at Fantasia. And, and she was noticed by a fangbanger. I must say, that was quite a, quite a sexy bit of dance. That was nice dancing from Jessica. Yeah. I hope she dances more often I'd, in season I'd like four. to see her do more of that. Maybe <laughs> naked, but more of that. Maybe on the pole. She should become the new pole dancer that now is, that Yvette has gone. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and then lastly, to finish off the episode, we have uh, a cover version of the Zombies hit 60s song, She's Not There. But, and it's a duet between Nico Case and Nick Cave. Nick, Cave. Nick fucking Cave. That is Nick Cave is obviously a true blood fan. He's like the world's biggest goth. He's, he's like the world's <laughs> oldest vampire. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and now it's time for our What the Fuck of the Week. fuck of the week is Fairyland turning to Mordor yeah also the thank god of the week thank god of the week that Fairyland is not Lineland yes and did you think also it looked like um, I mean it's probably filmed in the Mojave Desert because that's where a lot of location shooting's done yeah uh, when you're shooting out of LA um, but did you think it looked like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer where she goes on her vision quest in the desert and yes. she, sees, and she the, sees the old she original, sees the first Slayer the original Slayer <laughs> that's what it made yeah. me think of and, and and all the um, lame, oh not lame, all the fairies, all uh, the fairies goblins, are whatever they, are, they they kind of, yeah, they kind of look like original slayers. <laughs> they, had the, they had the original slayer outfits on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, that was a. That, 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 I couldn't think of, we couldn't think of many what the fucks of the week, but I think that. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know. I think because we read, I'd read too many spoilers and knew that was going to happen. So. Oh, did you? Yeah, I didn't. So it wasn't as big a what the fuck. <laughs> Anyway, on, on to our line of the week. And our line of the week is... When I was a kid, I used to put squirrel heads on lizard bodies and invent new animals. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that, was that was a great Terry impression. <laughs> oh, was it? Thank you. And that was uh, Terry talking to Arlene... Um, so are the kids normal? Yeah, the kids normal. Do we, do we think the kids normal? What's, what are we going for? Let's I'm 50-50. I'm thinking, is Arlene just cracking up? yay or nay. I mean, it's, it's only it's, one episode. It's so Bon Tom, so I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes. <laughs> I'm saying evil kids. Is, is Terry normal? That's what I'm concerned about now. Oh. <laughs> is that normal? Did, did you ever put a squirrel's head on lizard's bodies? Um, not squirrel heads, but uh, I can't say. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> that's normal. Yeah. I know my dad used to electrocute worms. Uh, okay. <laughs> and he's alright. Yeah. Squirrel heads on lizard bodies. I, I didn't, but I wish I did. <laughs> anyway, enough, enough of the um, enough of the animal mutilation. Let's let's move on to some news. Okay, so, some news. First bit of news is that episode one gained 5.4 million viewers. Wow, which, which is which is higher than last year's season opener, which had 5.1 million viewers. Well done, True Blood. We're getting more viewers. We are, yep. And, uh, and our other bit of news, which we are very excited about. Oh, this is exciting. <gasps> there, are, there is going to be True Blood action figures. Yes! <laughs> Suki, Bill and Eric action figures have been confirmed. Yay! Okay, who's, who's your first action figure purchase going to be? Lafayette. Lafayette? <laughs> yeah, Lafayette's going to have accessories. 
Yeah. <laughs> what? So you could get Cook Lafayette. Oh my God! Different get, little clip-on costumes. You could get V D Lafayette. Yeah, little vase of V comes with and a little man bag. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> my life will be complete. <laughs> Just give me a sucky doll any day. <laughs> okay. So, so, so if you if you if you want some spoilers, then then stick around. If if you don't want some spoilers, then thanks for listening and. Goodbye for now. Goodbye for now and, and listen next time. Spoilers! Okay, so some spoilers. Episode two is called You Smell Like Dinner. Mmm. Um, synopsis for, for the next episode. Um, Suki adjusts to Bon Tomp, uh, new realties. Uh, Bill reveals pieces of his past. Eric crashes a witch's meeting. Jason gets his wounds licked. Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andy struggles with his addiction. Sam learns of Luna's special talents. Uh, Jessica satisfies her blood cravings. And Arlene witnesses strange behaviour from her family. Evil baby. Evil baby. <laughs> um, Alan Ball has said that there will be a shower scene, but it won't happen like it does in the books. Uh, yeah, basically... Fans of the books, there's a shower scene in book four between Eric and Suki, and people go apeshit for this scene. I don't know. <laughs> is, it, is it an awesome shower scene? Um, to be honest, I'm not really into sexy books um, unless they're like Lady, Lady Chatterley's Lover, like that kind of like Victorian romance books. That's the sort of thing. I... <laughs> but does this get the, does this get the blood boiling? This this scene. I don't that... see well. I'm all for Eric and Suki getting together. I don't I don't necessarily see why it has to be in the shower. Do you see what I mean? I just imagine that because he's so massively tall and she's so little, it's going to look weird, however they do it. Hmm. But then this is... Alan Ball could be teasing because he just says Eric and Suki are in the shower together. They could be cleaning the shower. Okay. <laughs> Alan Ball, bit of a tease. Um, Seed won't return until episode three. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him in for the finale. And it, and, it, and it sounds like he will have Debbie in tow. No! <laughs> I, seriously, I've not missed Elseed at all. I don't think Who? He's... <laughs> oh, sorry, no. You know the werewolf, the hairless werewolf? Yes. He's not needed. And um, the muscly Elseed. <laughs> well, let's hope that because the, the last year has made everyone else cooler, it's going to make Elseed cool as well. Is there less werewolves in this season? I fucking hope so. Yeah. The, the, the werewolves were good, but... That's, that's history now, isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't mind werewolves. Maybe not the addicted werewolves. Maybe if they're... Maybe if we kind of get a glimpse of the pack. Because that's what I liked from the books, the sort of insight into the packs and how they choose their choose their pack leaders and that sort of thing. That was If they went into that, that could be interesting, I think. But from what we saw of the werewolves last season, they just all seemed like a bunch of fucks. Yeah, no, I that's... think they were, a particular, they were a particularly bad pack, though, because they were addicts. Yeah. Bad dogs. Bad dogs. <laughs> okay, then. So we will be joining you next week. To recap episode two. Yes, so um, enjoy. Enjoy episode two. And goodbye for now. And bye for now.